Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Uh, good morning. It's 8.07. Time for the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here. Miss Clapp is uh, away down at the beach, I suppose, kind of settling down. And, you know, she'll probably be doing more of that uh, coming up because they have a, have a nice coastal home. And uh, her husband is retired. Alan is retired now, so we'll probably be seeing less of Ann and... Uh, Alan will be seeing more of Ann, I guess, because they, uh, they're going to enjoy themselves watching the intercoastal waterway and, and so forth. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll carry on in here. We sure miss her this morning. 919-860-9783. But the uh, sec- former Secretary of State, former Attorney General, Deputy Chief Counsel on the Senate Watergate Committee, and the current Secretary General of Gardening, Rufus Edmonston, is with us. And we're honored, sir. With your uh, aqua blue glasses and all. Well, these are my designer glasses from <laughs> the Dollar right? Tree in Siler City. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You and Aunt B just hanging oh, out. Absolutely. <laughs> I love the Andy Griffith Show. Who wouldn't? That's right. Who I wouldn't? watch it every Saturday morning before I come in here. Well, by the way, let's let's see what uh, what my book says today about what what this uh, <laughs> our, our wonderful Edward Jones Cliff Joyner book. From Nashville. Oh, yes, now, this, sir, this is very wise, but don't don't follow it. Forgive your enemies, but never forget their names. <laughs> J, JFK. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. I mean, you know, you got to know where you stand. You got to know where where your enemies are at all times, right? Yeah. I don't. I suppose I don't know. Forgive your enemies, but never forget their names. What do you, What do you say, Nelson Cox, owner of the Garden Hut? Good morning. Hi, you. I'm all good. As they say, Andy would say that. Hi, you. Um, and Pam Beck oh my goodness we all love Pam Beck oh good morning you sweet things I'm telling you what I'm loving the sunshine what is that bright thing in the sky you know I I'm kind of different I I like sunshine fine but you know a, a rainy day like last Saturday I just loved it because I can you you can start a little fire in the fireplace and uh, and sit there and nice warm. If you Never got a nice warm book. house and and great company and you know good food to eat. Well, you, you've had a plenty just, of that here lately, Mike. What? Oh, With no sunshine. <laughs> oh yeah, that's no. what you want. I, yeah, I love it. I love it. It's it's not. I call it a Williamsburg day. <laughs> oh my. 
Yeah. Uh, but it's 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 uh, you like you like the sunshine. Yeah, I guess I do too. But I just don't like it hot. That means that hot is coming up, hot weather, and I do not like hot weather. So uh, we are so glad to to have everybody with us this morning. I don't know how in the world we. I shouldn't have gotten on that subject. People are going to think I am really strange liking liking rainy days. Yeah, they're going like to be a number of calls for. Commitment papers. So to, obviously, to I've been very happy lately because yeah. we've had a lot of rain, and our plants are just begging it to <laughs> to stop. I suppose uh, Nelson, has it uh, been tough? I guess you haven't had to water any plants at the garden hut, but we have not had to do that. <laughs> so yay for the water bill. <laughs> yeah, uh, Pam, uh, how are things? Everything draining well at your place? <laughs> That's an understatement, Mike. I, uh, I was thinking that our mud had just about dried out, and then we had that other run through again, and then we're expecting it again on Monday. I cannot believe it. Uh, it's a little bit wet to be digging right now, as much as I want to Yeah. And I'm, yeah, that's a, that's a problem for gardeners this time of year. We get itchy, you know, on a pretty day like this. Uh, when it warms up a little bit later on, it's the perfect temperature to dig, but it's not the time. Now, you can still buy plants, can't you, Nelsa? Nelsa, you can still have, buy plants. I don't, I don't have Oh, my, I don't have a, uh, you don't have any headphones. I didn't sorry. even think of that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I can't hear. I was trying to hone in on it. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry, Nelsa. I said, I said you could still buy some plants, but you, can you still might not buy want some to put them in the ground quite yeah. yet. Yeah, and so I brought in um, lots of thank you, lots of samples of uh, house plants um, because that's the type of gardening we've been able to do these last few weeks. Everybody has their African violets, I, I suppose, and uh, you, you know it, it. That is one plant that I think is kind of tough to grow, but maybe I don't know. Maybe I just don't have the patience or the skill to grow African violets <coughs> that that. Uh, come back and and uh, have all those beautiful flowers or do you have african violets pam i do and um let me tell you a trick i learned working in the garden center and i'm sure that nelsa can add some other things to this but um these are plants that come from an area where they do best around misty moisty waterfalls where it's very warm so they want a warm environment but they like high humidity they also want to get water from the bottom. So if you can water your African violets from, say, just sitting them in a bowl of water for a few minutes and letting them soak up from the bottom rather than the top so often. Now, I do water mine from the top about every third time I water them. I give them a little from the top down, trying not to get any water on <coughs> the leaves at all, but misting them when I can. And they need a really good window, like an eastern exposure where they're getting sun but not direct hot southern exposure. Sounds kind of like orchids. What do you think? The orchids yeah, kind of like the same orchids. thing, don't they? Uh-huh. I, I grow them exactly in the same windows, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're great companion plants together. Um, we've got these little cute miniature orchids. Oh, my goodness, they're so cute. Um, and little tiny African violets and four-inch African violets, uh, colors and lots of colors and two-tones and fancifuls. And, um, of course, we, we use little African violet pots um, that, that customers can also purchase, but they work like a charm because, as Pam was saying, watering from the bottom up, it's kind of like a little pot with a, 
uh, terracotta base that wicks the water out of a, a nice, pretty ceramic, colorful pot um, works like a charm. So watering from the bottom, eastern <coughs> exposure, uh, and misting are three of the keys. Yeah, high humidity. If you've got them in a kitchen window, um, the, you know, just washing dishes and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's where my mama used to have them. No, my favorite house plant is the cyclamen. Oh, yeah, then they're beautiful this time of year. The foliage. I have the, the watering on that. What I do, I take it out of the, the, the saucer and just run the spigot over, over it, let it drain out real good in the sink, and then put it back in. Is that a good way to water it? Or, or do you, would you do a bottom, a bottom watering like you said for the African violets? We do bottom watering for the most part, but sometimes uh, that top layer of soil can kind of get a little crusty. So, um, you know, kind of like Pam was suggesting, maybe every third time uh, just moistening that, that top layer. Mm-hmm. Bottom watering. And, and you and don't want to rot that center. Um, you know, true. They, they are uh, a comb, so they're, you know, they really you don't want to get water down in the middle of that, much like you don't want to with African violets. And Nelsa, when you're talking about those little mini orchids, are you talking about the little ones that are in like two inch pots yes. that sit on a windowsill? Yes. I adore those. And I think that they fit in just about any little teacup or. If you want to add them to a terrarium that you might have, um, you can put them in arrangements to add a little spike of color this time of year. I've nestled them down in some of my bigger house plants sometimes and just adore those little orchids. Yeah, they're so cute. Um, we, Gosh, I think we had somewhere close to about 100, and they're dwindling down, but they're just so cute and budded and just flower for so long. Mm. Wow. They're a great gift for somebody who is um, in a nursing home or someone who is bedridden, just to put on a little bedside. Um, I think I think they're a, a, it's a perfect size for a gift or a child who might want to learn about plants. And I'm so glad you're talking about house plants. This is something we don't often address, and it's a perfect day for it. What else did you bring? I'm not in the studio, so I'm anxious to hear. <laughs> She's to got s- a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I'm going to have to show you, uh, send you a, pic- a picture. But um, so I do have some cyclamen. Um, I I really just adore the foliage. Um, you know, some of the the white variegation and the splotchy and uh, just the kind of arrow heart-shaped leaves. But um, cyclamen, great, fun house plant this time of year. Um, also have some calancho. Some people say calancho, I say calancho. <laughs> but um, orange, yellows, whites, pinks, um, you know, another great plant that um, is kind of a succulent, so, um, you know, not so much water. Um, I brought in, let's see, one, two, three, four, five different uh, calitheas, um Mm. one being the rattlesnake and one has kind of the pink venation one is like the little prayer plant and then the princess the the boulder water leaf um and then there's a real pretty green with um kind of a white venation uh those are wonderful plants uh, much kind of like a peace lily um you know great air filters or air cleaners if you will but um just wonderful house plants and fun to to share and divide um, and I also brought in some pepperomias. Uh, we named the- out, Melissa and I named our first cat after a pepperomia plant. Did you really? We did. Pepper was wild, too. Pepper. Pepper, yeah. <laughs> but and I will say probably my, 
my little favorite plant that I was so happy to get. Does that remind you of anything? Like a little dolphin? Can you kind of see that it looks like a little dolphin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it this, does. This is the little dolphin succulent. And so really fun for kids. Um, they like to be kept pretty dry. But it, and I can't remember the botanical name, but it's uh, one of the popular little succulents that each each leaf, each little foliage looks like a little dolphin kind of shooting up out of the ocean. That really has brought houseplants to the forefront, the succulents. Uh, you can They're so easy to grow. Yeah, I mean, gosh, we have great collections of um, hyterbias and... Um, Gosh, jades and uh, cactus and um, I'm trying to think some of the others, but just blue hues, uh, greens, uh, golden colors, some with a little pink cast, uh, some with burgundy. Um, and same thing, Pam, they're in those little two-inch or four-inch cups, anywhere from a oh. two-inch, three-inch, four-inch cups. And they're just a lot of fun, and they're fun to collect. They're fun to divide, um, you know, fun to share. Uh, you can take a leaf. It's just so easy to, to propagate, to root, let it you know, lay there on soil dry. It'll root in um, the little pearls. Um, gosh, what else do we have? The little burrow tail. So just all kinds of uh, fun, great. And that's, it is still such a, a craze. Um, I'm amazed at the, the age groups that are coming in for these houseplants. It's fabulous. 919-860-9783. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up. Mike Rayley here along with Rufus Edmonston. And Pam Beck and also Nelsa Cox on the WPTF Weekend Garden. We'll talk to Richard straight ahead. It's 819. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. We're back at... 823, Mike Rayley here, along with my friend Rufus Edmonston. Nelson Cox, owner of the Garden Hut, is here, Pam Beck. And Richard is with us. Richard, good morning. You're on WPTF. Morning. Uh, a few weeks ago, there were, uh, I think it was Pam that was putting in the uh, picket fence and the, uh, yes. and the jasmine. And that got me thinking about the musical gardening. Uh, and uh, you could start out with a Wilson picket fence and a jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you could put in an angel trumpet plant, and then you could have a sunflower. It would get to a dizzy in height, and you don't even have to wait for Christmas for the holly and the ivy. Just plant that in the garden anytime. And uh, here's today's quiz. Uh, <laughs> God, come on! It's it's eight o'clock on Saturday morning. No quizzes, Richard. Yeah. Well, uh, now, uh, what three tones will always keep your garden soil in harmony? Three tones, T-O-N-E-S? Yes. Plant tone, holly tone, <laughs> rose tone. We have a winner. Hey, I, I, I thank you for that. A spoma, I'm sure, would thank you for that. All right. You sent him the bill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What? Well, Richard, what are, you doing, what are you doing with yourself while this rain coming on? Well, there's uh, plenty of studying to do, uh, and uh, uh there's all sorts of stuff, uh, reading good garden books, listening to good garden shows, getting prepared for the uh, tomato season, which uh, the uh, uh, straw bales take several weeks. So when it, it comes time in, in just uh, probably about a month or so, you've got to be ready to pull the trigger on that. Are you going to grow the same varieties this year that you did last year? Uh, some of the same uh 
the uh, uh, better boys because of disease resistance. That's a sure bet. And uh, the uh, Gerald's Lightning, I always like those. But I'll probably go back to trying to, uh, another Brandywine. According to Craig LaHouille, that's uh, worth uh, the gamble. Yeah, we hope to get Craig on this spring. <clears throat> And uh, I've got to get I got to call Dr. Denny Warner to get him on. I I cornered him at Campbell Road Nursery one day before Christmas and talked him talked him <clears> into <throat> being on the show sometime. And he agreed. But Richard, let's, a great duress. But let's go agreed. through the the straw bale <laughs> process again. I do you add a little bit of, of uh, soil in there? Uh, you can uh, no. Uh, you don't have to initially. Um, at planting time. Uh, that's about the only time. But you have to go through a cycle of uh, you fertilize one day and then water it in uh, and then you go through this for about a week and the straw bale will heat up and heat will destroy most of the pathogens but and, and which side of the, the of the straw bale do you plant in see I've never done that I've, I've, I wouldn't want to waste a good bale of hay yeah, a straw uh, straw and uh, you want a large one you want a, a tight Large bale, I know that. Yeah, but which, which side do you plant it in? The, the, All right, there's a where cut, it's cut side. The cut side or the? The cut side. Okay. And uh, you can determine that because when you look at the cut side, it looks like you're looking at the end of a bunch of drinking straws. Well, sure, or a good burr haircut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. So uh, uh, I've had really good luck with them in the past, but the objective here is it's been too wet to sanitize the regular garden soil the way I like to uh, with the neem oil and the uh, fungicide. And it's probably good just to let the uh, soil rest for a year or two. But uh, straw bale gardening, uh, you can grow all sorts of other crops. Uh, you don't have to, it's like a raised bed where you don't have to uh, bend over all the time. Yeah. Harvest yeah. everything. Yeah, Gerald, I think, was the first one I remember using straw bales and talking about it on the show, and he did that at the governor's mansion when he worked there. Yep, so. and at the end of the season, what I'll do is uh, I'll take whatever's left and uh, use that like you use pine straw and then just cover it with pine straw. You can really make the pine straw go a lot further, and you have a, a soil restoration. Yeah. Wow. It uh, yeah. It re it really works. It really works, and uh, you don't have to. There are a lot of pests you don't have to worry about if you can uh, can do that. I, mean, I, I assume more frequent watering because you don't have the soil. Yeah, and that helps. That helps it break down too. Yeah, mm -hmm. that can stay pretty moist though too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those bales. And uh, I, I just usually rig a soaker hose to it for that. Pam, do you ever uh, have you ever, ever grown anything in in straw bales? I I have, um, but uh, right now I'm I'm <laughs> we're still battling deer, and until I can get those uh, boogers out of the garden, I'm not going to even put any temptation like tomatoes out there. I did have a question for Richard and Darlin. I adore the fact that you like puns and you like music, and yep. that you tied that in with the garden. I do a lecture on um, music in the garden and how music and design and and growing plants is something that is um, is pretty much tied in together. 
And what I ask people is, do you have a theme song for your particular garden or your home? Hmm. A theme song. Now, think about it. Think about it. Because Mike and I, uh, my Mike, not Mike Raley, but <laughs> Mike Jackson, Oh, I'm yours, too. Are, well, you are. You are. <laughs> what about I Feel Good, James Brown? That's good. That's my theme song. Great. That would be great. You know, um, oftentimes when I'm out walking in the morning, especially in the spring, I think of morning has broken the cat's Oh, yeah. Now I yeah. Have this a lot of possibilities. A lot of churches. And I know that Rufus loves in the garden. Um, oh, my goodness sakes alive. I'm getting ready to say that, yes. I whistle that a lot yes, in the garden. And, and Exactly. But there, there are certain songs that resonate with you. Yeah. For Mike and I, um, we Miss Miss Pam, we're going to have to finish this on the other side. We've got news coming okay. up. Richard, thank you very much, buddy. All right. Winter into spring. Yeah. By George Winston. So All right. Help. More coming up. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 836-919-860-9783. Now, Pam, you were talking about theme songs for the garden, theme something I hadn't thought about. Garden, yeah, um, my, yeah, Mike and I's um, is Sweet Seasons, the song by Carol King. We just love it. Oh, yeah, I love Carol really, King. We truly do enjoy all four seasons in our gardens here in North Carolina. We're so lucky that we can garden around the year, and so it seemed to seemed to fit for us. Well, Nelsa, you haven't offered up a song. Uh, you are my sunshine. <laughs> it just makes Aww. me think of uh, maybe Rufus will yeah. sing that before the show's every over. day is sweeter than the day before. That's right, and you know, and I was just talking <laughs> off the air about a commercial I saw last night. I think it's. Um, the Facebook group commercial houseplant hobbyist, uh, but this guy's singing to, or this guy has a a large houseplant, looks like a philodendron that's just flopped and it looks like death, and so he's calling his gardening, um, I guess like a program or you know garden therapist or something. She's like, but well, you have to sing to your plants, you have to sing to all your plants. So he starts singing, well his whole house just perks up, the plant comes to life, and the guy's eyes are just funny. So I was trying to find it online, and I, I found the article, but I can't find the song. But um, it's <laughs> here's the song in the Facebook group's commercial, Houseplant Hobbyist. So you'll have to see if you can find that. It's really funny. All right. That sounds interesting. Hey, Dan is an Apex. Dan, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning, sir. Good show. Very good show. Thank you. Two, two questions, please. With so much rain and all the aeration done last fall clogged up, I want to know how long, how late can I put down pre-emergent? First question. And second question is, I think I've lost everything from last fall. Can I reseed um, uh, uh, also? Now, you're, you're, you're getting into some rough territory there. You're talking about a pre-emergence and seeds, and they do not go together. Seed, you will not get germination of a seed if you put down a pre-emergence that will prevent a seed from germinating. So what should I do? What, uh, I need seed down uh, because I bought, everything is gone. Uh, so Well, you need to find out why you lost it. Uh, well, <laughs> was it fescue that you had or was it a warm season? It was fescue, but I have a low area in the back of the house. Yeah, is it? Creek and it's. It, it washed it all out. 
Okay, so, so so what I would propose is if you currently see and have weeds to maybe eradicate those and then plan on seeding uh, here in the next um, you know couple weeks, may, maybe early to mid-March. Um, now, it may not um, do as well through the summer, um, being that you're seeding this late, but so you just basically have to pick. Um, you know, eradicating what weeds you currently. You're have talking now. about a post-emergent something that Correct. will kill, Correct. kill rather than preventing the the weed from coming up in the first place. Right, right. So you need a post-emergent something, a weed be gone type thing, something with two four D. Yeah, identify what type of weeds you have first to know what uh, product to treat with, or um, and then. Um, you can plan a couple to three weeks later to uh, do some some reseeding. So yeah. My first thing I should do is seed, but when would I do that? How many weeks out? Well, you know, well, it, when it starts warming up a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm I'm saying uh, somewhere between uh, the first and middle of March. Yeah. For fescue. Yeah. Okay. But it's not going to do anywhere near as well as it would if it was September because Correct. the the fescue yeah. just does not like the heat. So is this a a real shady area? Oh yeah, the back lawn, uh, the back is uh, totally shaded. Is totally. it poorly? Is there poor drainage in this area where you lost all the ground? Is it real wet? It's, it's very. It's a very low area, and there's a creek, which is uh, runs um, oh, 12 feet off my property that goes through Apex, and uh, so I'm. And of course, all my holes are aeration is gone. So uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what to do. Well, I mean, does it stay wet all the time? Uh, if it rains as much as it did this spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, you, you may be able to bring in, um, you know, some coarse soil, kind of mix in and, and then do your reseeding. Okay. Uh, also, I would suggest um, Shady Nook, having had great success with that in, in shady areas. That's a Wyatt Quarles mm-hmm. brand. That uh, a mixture. Yeah. White Carl's is a seed company in Garner that's uh, been here for well over a hundred years. Uh, that's that's <laughs> some really fine seed. The the White Carl's seed. It's called what? White Carl? Uh, Wyatt. A Wyatt. Quarles. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. And uh, Shady Nook is 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 a little more shade tolerant type seed mixture. Uh, Pam, anything to add? To that, I, I know you yeah, would probably I rather him not. Sp- yeah, you'd probably rather him yeah, not I spray love- near the creek. Absolutely, um, and um, that's another consideration. Is anytime you're getting ready to put out a pre or post emergent herbicide, make sure it's something that is not uh, going to cause problems going into waterways because that creek keeps on flowing and, and there's lots of uh, things that are dependent on that, <clears throat> including perhaps some people's water sources. But the main thing with the Shady Nook is I love that product. We uh, used to use that when we were seeding an, an area that was shady. Um, it has a blend of several different kinds of fescues, and that blend makes it more possible for one of those, those types of grasses to take root. You are always going to have problems, though, trying to grow grass in shade, if, especially if it's very shady and very wet. And um, I would suggest that in the future, you know, consider putting some other kind of ground cover or perhaps even allowing that area to go mossy 
uh, so yeah. that yeah. you have something yeah. back there that you can walk on yeah. that's green and that you do not have to maintain because yeah. I've allowed a, a great area of ours to go to moss, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Even like a mazus, uh, M-A-Z-U-S, uh, comes in a white and a yeah. blue. It does go dormant, but it still acts like a sponge. It just soaks yeah. up that water. Um, beautiful flowers, again, either white or kind of a pale pale blue, but um, it's and interesting because we have um, kind of a, a dissipator creek bed that runs into our little pond, and I'm not sure how um, either birds or got on um, or feet or something, but it, it has completely taken over uh, in this ditch, and it's just beautiful. Uh, it's shaded yeah, by these pine room. trees, and it's filled in really well, and it's a very functional plant. I don't want to speak treason, but there's always clover. I was going to say, I was going to say clover. Probably needs a little more sunshine than. Yeah, <coughs> that's right. A shady area probably won't be as. Yeah, yeah I have a rock wall that stops uh, between me and the creek, and I got twelve feet also after the rock wall, so nothing goes down yeah. in the creek. And there, there's also um, like a little dwarf a chorus um, that's really beautiful and can handle that that water. Um, that you have. Yeah. Did you, go? You, said the, you said the seed was called Katie Nook? Shady. Shady. Katie Nook. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And by the way, when you give the telephone number in the morning, God bless you, but would you go a little slower? For you, know, my, you know how many times I've, uh, number one, you know how many times I've given that telephone number <laughs> in the last 40-some years, but uh, also I, I, don't, I can't tell you how many people have said that. Slow down. So I, I, you know, for a while I'll slow down, but I, uh, I just I do the best I can. That's all I, I can do. Great show. Great show. Thank you. All right, I'll try and slow down a little bit, Dan. All right. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. There's a, it's a, com- a comedian, a newsman type guy named Dave Ross on CBS, and he does a thing news read real slow. It news read real slow is for people that just don't quite get it. So you have to read it real slow. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. More of the weekend gardener coming up on WPTF. You're listening to the longest running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. It's 849-919-860-9783. Everybody's got to slow down, relax a little bit. <laughs> you can't do it. 919. Oh, yes, I can. Yeah, 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm I'm dragging out of bed. I, I can slow down. It takes me a while. On oh, Saturdays, you know, I get a lot of I get sleep. I get to sleep. Finally, so yeah, I'm I'm ready to go. And Plus, that's, and that's the opposite of me. Saturday, I have to call it a, a school night on Friday because I think I have to get up so early. Well, that's good. It and is then a Mike school is night. Getting a, a break. Yeah. And by is. the way, I saw a great listener of WPTF in Weekend Gardener in Harnett County last week. Uh, Mike Jones is the administrator of of Central Harnett Hospital. Oh uh, wow! I was at Betsy Jones for a. A shot, and uh, this voice came up and said, "Hello, Rufus. I heard your voice from in here. Wow. How are you?" And he said, "I'm a great listener to the Weekend Gardener." No kidding, did he? Absolutely. How and about he, that? And he said, "While you're at it, 
uh, I need to get one of your books. And I said, well, just hold on. I'll go right out to the car. <laughs> and I went out to the car. Rufus has a little stand that he puts up. Yeah, he parks his stand. car. He sells them right and out. He followed of me out there, and he bought a book. And he he said, "I know what you do with the uh, proceeds. It goes yes. to your Super Kids Foundation." And here's forty dollars extra. So wow, very nice. Thank you, Mike. Wow, and, nice. and I'm glad that you're a great listener. And uh, he knows all about the neighborhood that that I live in. He he grew up around there, out on mm-hmm. on the Carolina Pines Way and uh, off Lake Wheeler. So. Another great listener to yeah, PPM absolutely. Weekend uh, Garden, we appreciate it so much. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three nine one nine eight six zero WPTF. And uh, Pam is. I was thinking about Liriope this morning. I saw some beds that were cut and some that were not. Can we still cut, trim the beds of Liriope so they'll look a little prettier in the spring? Oh, absolutely, and um, this is not a bad time to get into doing some of that because we we really can't dig as wet as it is. In fact, I went through about uh, last weekend, I think it was, um, and went through and cut back a lot of my ornamental grasses, too. If you've got some miscanthus that's still up or some panicums or calamagrostis, whatever you've got that's still standing up and it's, it's all... But I like to say blonde rather than tan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> those grasses back. Um, this is a good time to do that. There is a lot of green coming up already. I was shocked to really? find out how many of those grasses still had some live in them. And I live north of y'all. I live up here where it's it's a week or two behind what's happening in the Raleigh area. Um, it's even colder up here, and I was I was surprised, but. This is the time to do that. Nelsa, I was going to ask you, how do you feel about um, shearing topiary or boxwood or something like that right now? I think that it's uh, it's a good time to do it, absolutely. Um, you know, you're not going to hurt the plant. And, you know, what what you'll see with a lot of um, boxwoods and, and, and conifers this time of year is that bronze kind of top tip growth or top the the tips uh that have bronzed from from the winter so yeah you can you can shear them cut them um you'll get into the green and uh they should stay dormant with the temperatures that we're currently having before they uh flush so they shouldn't prematurely flush so i, I think it's a great time uh, that what tony avent calls the little meatballs little green meatballs uh, well no i think that's more like shrubs he's talking topiary so <laughs> yeah, I'm well, topiaries. Yeah, you you need to do them like they do uh, down at Disney. In, wow. In Florida, my, uh, you know, Mickey Mouse. It's amazing what yeah. they do with the yeah. topiary down there. Yeah, you could do dancing hippos and yeah. uh, <laughs> Edward Scissorhands, you know. Yes. Right, yeah. But, um, I, I love the natural shape of an uh, old English box which is a very tight, rounded shape. And wow. I've got one that I got from Betty Jean Faust, Dr. Faust, years and years and years ago that she and her husband, J.D., had propagated, and it's very slow-growing and very tight. Well, the Korean boxwood, um, much like wintergreen and some of those varieties, uh, get kind of rangy and loose. And so I, I tighten them up, and I, I know that um, a lot of people don't like uh, tight shapes, but I do find them interesting in the landscape around 
shape will catch your eye, and, and in my case, um, it kind of leads you through the garden to, to see a repetition of these these uh, boxwoods. Now, you didn't so grow up. That's the reason I like to do that. You didn't grow up in North Carolina unless you grew up next to Betty Jean and J.D. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Betty Jean? Wonderful. J.D.? Yeah. Well, we had a nice <laughs> little neighbor up there called Wilma Pearl. Wil- Wilma Pearl? Yeah, Wilma Pearl <laughs> Mattingly. Not, not she just couldn't decide which one she wanted. Really, well, she Wilma liked them Pearl. both so much. Wilma Pearl. Hmm. But that also differentiates you between if there's another Wilma in the area. Do you remember that? You know that. Uh, oh, absolutely. Two names like a, a unique name like Nelsa. Um, you know, you were okay, but if for somebody like me, who was a Pam in a class of five other Pams. You know, you, <laughs> you, had to, you had to be special some way. And, Mike, didn't you find that, too, that people would call you Mike Raley to, to differentiate you between somebody else? Yeah, oh, sure, sure, sure. Now, or, or just Raley. No, Pam, apparently, growing up, there was the favorite chocolate milk, Nestle the cow. So They called you Nestle? <laughs> <laughs> you should never have said that oh yeah, my God. on the air. I remember it stopped pretty quick because I punched this Nelson boy in the Bessie. nose. Nelson you punch, she punched, and that was just yesterday. She punched, she punched this guy in the nose for well, calling now, not her everybody Nestle. can have a name like Rufus, though. Now you think of that. Well, it's, it's a biblical name. How many people have ever known named Rufus? I have never, I've never known a Rufus or a Festus. Well, Rufus except King, on TV. Rufus King signed the uh, Declaration of Independence, and in the Bible, as All you, right. as uh, Pam will, being a biblical scholar, she is. Rufus was a crossbearer. Yeah. Uh, Festus is in there, too. I know several doofuses. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you can find a lot of those. I've worked with several deuces, doofuses, as a matter of fact. I may be one. I don't know. But at any rate, 919-860-9783. So what are some uh, – why don't we take Barbara's call here? I better take Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. You're on WPTF. Well, good morning to you all. Yes, ma'am. Um, I have a question for anybody who wants to answer it. Um, I enjoy listening to your show, by the way. Thank you. Um, I have a large topiary that I'm going to put in my um, sunny garden this spring, and I need a suggestion for a perennial, uh, uh, well, vine, some kind of a perennial vine that will grow up around it and fill it in. Ooh, now you are talking my my thing. Um, you're talking about a topiary uh, structure that you're going to put this vine on. Is that correct? Yes, and, and I sure don't want ivy. No. All right, and how tall? How tall is this topiary? It, you know, I'll, I'll give you um, the background on it. Um, it was a Christmas angel, a large one. And it broke down, and, and I told my husband not to throw it away, that I could think of something to do with it. So um, I've, I've sprayed it. I've sprayed it like a wrought iron green, and uh-huh. I just want it. So it's pretty. It's pretty large. It's probably um, three feet tall. Okay, three feet tall. All right. And um, is this in sun or shade? I'd like to put it in the sun. I haven't put it anywhere yet, but I I think I have more sunny places than shady. Okay. Now, do you want an evergreen? Is that what you said? I rather have or do something that's flowering. Okay, uh, either um, one, either one. All right, I've got a couple of little topiary shapes around uh, little obelisks and things like that that are about that size, and I adore clematis. 
Uh, And and your mama might have said clematis, depending on where you're from. But um, clematis is a a vine that you can get with flowers that some of these are more repeat bloomers than others. Um, It it likes its head in the sun, its feet in the shade. So um, if you're going to put it in a pot or in the ground, both seem to work. There are some little mini ones that will stay shorter that will only go five to six feet. And they used to call them patio clematis. Uh, Nelson, do they still do that? Yes. Okay. Well, I have a fabulous evergreen clematis that will grow to the sky. Oh. Yeah. Now, yeah. now let me yeah. ask you this, uh, Pam and Nelson. I have something I call the fig vine. It's about like a, a, a fingernail, heart-shaped. And and they say that it's in the fig family that is the most gorgeous little vine. Yeah, it works well on a yeah. brick wall. Yeah. It works so beautifully on a brick wall. What is it? Fig vine? It, it is. Yeah, that's what I call yeah. it. Yeah. Isn't yeah, that isn't that what it's covers little... some of the walls at, at North yes. Hills? Haven't they planted that? Uh, those brick walls along the Beltline. Uh, no, yeah. no. And, at North um, Hills, you will in the see shopping that, center. That li- that little creeping fig you'll see in places like Charleston, yeah. along the front. Plenty houses, of it in um, kind of old and it, Raleigh. And it can be damaged some by the yeah. cold, but it usually comes back. Yeah. Yeah. And, Barbara, okay. we're going to have to go. Okay. Thank, Thank you very much for calling. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF.